Welcome to a place where we focus on how to build better versions of ourselves, learn to solve problems in our everyday circles, and inspire us to take action as leaders. Welcome to the Big Things Done Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Big Things Done Podcast. My name is Andy Glover. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for coming along on this journey with me as I help you train for life and leadership. That is the tagline that I want to run with for the remainder of this podcast. I was laying in bed last night thinking, man, just who am I when it comes to this podcast? And what is my role here as as the producer of the Big Things Done Podcast? And what do I want to do? And you know, a lot of times it, it feels like I'm a life coach, right? Like that seems like the only... I don't know, the only label or the only box I can I can put myself in, but the reality is I'm not a coach. I'm not here to coach you through life. I'm learning just like you are about life, about making decisions, and I'm not here to help you make decisions, but I am here to give you tools, to give you guidance, to give you exercises that have helped me build the skills that I need to do big things in my life, to actually make my dreams come true, whether it's getting into dental school, whether it's uh, being successful in like a military career or in my civilian career, starting a business, also all my leadership things that I'm doing. I, you know, Every leadership position I've, I've had and, and have been able to be successful, and I've been a mover and a shaker in some way, shape, or form. And I want to share those lessons with you and I want to train you to do those same things because I know if you're listening to this podcast, you are somebody who wants to do something big with your life. You're not cool with the mediocre lifestyle. You want to be exceptional. You've got talent. You have untapped potential and you want to get it out there on the playing field. I'm here to help you do that. So that's what this podcast is all about. Just like I asked last episode, I'll humbly ask again, if you like the content, if you you think what I'm saying and what we're talking about is great and beneficial, would you mind sharing it with somebody? It would mean a lot to me because I believe in this message so strongly. It's something that we need in our society, we need in our world to make our world better. It's not about making money. It's not about trying to gain new sponsorships or anything like that. It's about simply giving true messages to people and teaching them what they really need to max out their potential and live a life that is fulfilling for them. That's what I'm so passionate about. And so uh, you sharing that with the folks around you is the way that this message honestly gets spread. And I am relying on people like you to spread the word. So I really appreciate it. Thanks in advance. And if there's any way I can help you with that, please let me know. Awesome. All right, guys. Hey, I want to talk about a topic today that it's, is really near and dear to my heart, and it has to do with resilience. So I don't know about you, when you hear the word resilience, I don't know what you think of. For me, it actually kind of is a, it's, it's kind of a dark place. Um, so as a, as a veteran, uh, veteran suicides are a really big deal for me. Um, I've been in units where we've had multiple suicides. I've uh, been on, at Whiteman Air Force Base when I was there just for three years, we had, I believe it was at least five suicides uh, from military members. And we had a couple other uh, civilian uh, spouses or family members who also committed suicide during that time too. Um, and obviously one is way too many, but that was just, it was an inordinate amount at the time. And and it sucks, right? And and what happens, right, is that we, we go through these, these times where you know, there something's hard, something's difficult, and, and somebody commits suicide. And then in the military, um, we would have we would have resilience days, right, where we would 
stand down. It wouldn't do anything when it comes to the mission, but we would bring in a guest speaker, right? And we would, we'd have breakout sessions and we'd, you know, try to make sure everybody's okay. And we'd have a guest speaker who talks about resilience and, and, and believe me, it, this came from the most well-intentioned place. And, and oftentimes there was many, there were many good things that came out of these days. But what really frustrated me was that sometimes they fell a little bit short. And so I want to take it to the end zone today when it comes to resilience, because I think there's just some key things that we've got to talk about that haven't really been stressed, at least in my experience, um, that are a key to building resilience. So I remember, you know, at Whiteman when we had a uh, we had our two suicides back to back and uh, it was a really dark time, really dark time. We had a resilience day, and um, the Navy SEAL Eric Greitens came out to see us and uh, and to speak. And we had some breakout sessions. We had a down day where nothing mission related happened. It was just simply coming to work and talking and and um, having good breakout sessions and kind of airing some things out and evaluating ourselves and our unit and our climate. And and it was a good day. Um, you know, it was it, it was definitely needed. Um, and I remember Eric Greitens, he, he got up so and he gave a talk about resilience. And so he's written a book or he wrote a book previously um, called Resilience, right? And um, sharing, you know, his story and um, I won't get into it, but like what he's, what he went through and the resilience that he learned. And so he spoke about that. And um, this was before he became governor of the state and before the the scandal broke out and all that stuff. So this was, you know, years before all that happened. But, um, you know, it just, it, it was a good talk, but it left me kind of wanting more things, right? We talked about resilience and he kind of ended with a cool motivational story and, but like, mm, that was it, right? I think there's more to the story that I want to share with you guys today. So I want to start off by just talking about how important resilience is, right? So, so here's the truth. If you want to go do something big, and I've learned this from, from experience, you're going to push yourself. You're going to push the limits. You're going to push the limits of what you think is possible. You're going to push the limits of what other people think are possible. You are going to push the limits of maybe even what physics or the world thinks is possible. And let me tell you what, when you do that, you're going to get rejection. You are going to get setbacks. You're going to have unexpected resistance and issues to things that you want to go do. And let me tell you what, it sucks. I get that, right? I applied to 11 medical schools when I was graduating from the Air Force Academy, 11. You know how many rejection letters I got? 11. It sucks. It sucks to be told that you're not good enough or that you're not worthy enough to come to our program. I've tried to start several different programs and other initiatives as a dental school president just over the past couple of years, right, to try to make my school better. And every time I met with a lot of resistance, right? And it sucks. It's frustrating because you get this great idea in your head. You you want to to go start something new. You know how things could be better and how you could use your talents. And then somebody or something doesn't allow that to happen, right? And it sucks. It's terrible, right? You start to question, what am I worth? You start to question and have thoughts about how good you really are. And are you actually worthy of doing these things? Maybe I'm not even meant to go do these big things, right? And that's like a natural human reaction, right? Like whenever we run up against any sort of issue, right? Or any sort of resistance, right? We, we for some reason, want to shy back and we want to just shrink back and not be a part of it, right? We start to think like, oh, maybe this isn't for me, right? Because there's resistance, right? I want to take the path of, of least resistance, right? So this obviously isn't for me. And, and so not only do we not go forward on our big dreams or the things that we want to go accomplish that we know are right or that we think would be better, but at the same time, we start to write a narrative that's not correct, right? We start to misshape our identity and it can become very twisted and very dark very quickly. And so the antidote to all of that 
is resilience, right? So what is resilience? I mean, everybody kind of defines it differently, right? But if you think about it just from a dictionary perspective, right? Resilience is the ability to bounce back. Resilience is the ability to experience a rejection or a setback or some sort of obstacle and be able to still get back on course to what you originally were doing and who you are as a person. If you think about it from a scientific perspective, right? If you think about, you know, like metal or materials, right? Resilience is defined as the ability to bend a piece of metal and then how well or how quickly it comes back to its original shape. That's what resilience is, right? From a physical perspective, right? With materials. And that same type of theory applies to your life, right? Now, now whether or not you go back to the exact same shape and the exact same person that you were after you've experienced a setback, right? I don't believe in that, right? I mean, I don't think anybody can go through a really difficult time. Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe it's a, a big rejection from you know, a school, or maybe it's, you know, a huge financial loss, right? And a setback that you weren't anticipating, you, you probably aren't going to be the exact same person coming out of that situation, right? So, so don't get, don't hear me wrong and think that resilience is, is the ability to become the exact same person you were before you started. Cause that's just, that's just not true. We as human beings, we morph, we change as we go through life, we grow, we, we shrink, we, we do all these different things mentally. And as a person, but resilience is still key to making sure that we don't bend as a piece of metal and stay bent that way, right? We're able to bend back to a shape that keeps us going and keeps us on a trajectory that maxes out our potential. And when we talk about resilience, right, it is not something that is simply downloaded, right? You can't go to a resilience talk, and honestly, you can't even listen to this podcast and expect to be resilient at the end of it, right? You can't go to some conference, you can't get, download a masterclass, and at the end of it, say, okay, I am more resilient now, right? It doesn't happen that way because resilience is built. Resilience is built or it's crafted. And I use those verbs very specifically, right? It's not something that's passive. It's not something that you just gain or download over time. You have to go out and do the work to become resilient. And I want to walk you through three aspects that I have learned in my life that are key to building resilience. Because believe me, like I've said in the beginning, I have experienced rejection. I've experienced setbacks. I've tried to start businesses and they've failed. I've had uh, things that I've spent my money on and it ended up backfiring on me, right? I, I totally have. I've, I've had relationships, right? Where I thought everything was going great and then people turned on me or people weren't who they thought they were. That leaves an impact on you. And that has made me want to not go do the things I want to go do, right? It's made me not want to pursue and push myself but I've built resilience over the years. I have built a mental toughness. I have built a, a mindset that has proved to myself over and over who I am and doesn't let me be defined by the difficult things and the rejection that I experience. And I want to walk you through what those are as I've, as I've reflected back on my life in the military, also in, in dental school, just in life in general, right? It doesn't have to be a military thing. It's, it's what I've experienced. So if you want to build resilience, you have to start by owning your mind and owning your thoughts. Now, what does that mean, right? So I read a really good book it was by Mark Devine, right, called Unbeatable Mind, and I highly recommend it. We're reading it in the Eagle's Nest, which is a, uh, a, a really great program that I'm running with the brand Fuel Hunt, and I'm going to have another whole episode just about what I'm doing with them, uh, but we're reading a lot of really great books, having awesome character-building discussions every single week, and, uh, and so this is one thing that came up and it was super powerful to the folks in the group. Mark Devine in his book, he talks about owning your mind and being able to control the thoughts that are in your head. See, when we go through life normally, uh, we end up thinking about literally just whatever comes into our mind, right? Maybe it's triggered by something we see, something we smell, something we hear. But in general, like 
we just entertain whatever thoughts come into our mind. We are very passive when it comes to how we think and, and what we think about. And when you're passive like that, you entertain all sorts of ideas, oftentimes ideas that are driven from emotion. So when you are rejected or when you experience a setback and you're sad or you're angry, you entertain those thoughts, right? Because those are just the things that pop into your head. Well, if you want to become a resilient person, you need to learn how to control your thoughts. You need to learn how to be able to even clear thoughts out of your head. And that's a really, it's a really weird concept. It's a really something that's just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. But Mark Devine, he talks about in his book, and I've been doing this as well. He talks about getting out of your head and being able to literally clear out everything in your mind. If you do yoga or anything like that, or if you do meditation, for example, this is a very big part of, of that process. So what I want you to do is, is practice just literally clearing your mind of any thought possible, right? Any thought that you have, it doesn't mean you can't have them. You're going to have thoughts that pop into your head, but I want you to sit down and, you know, sit outside, sit in a, in a, just a quiet place in a peaceful place. And I want you just to focus on just looking out and not thinking about anything. Just try that. It's really weird. And as you do that, you're going to have thoughts that come into your head and, and acknowledge it and just dismiss it and keep doing that. What you're doing is you're building the ability to recognize what you're thinking and then also building the ability to dismiss an idea. And that's extremely important because you're going to have all sorts of ideas coming into your head when you're rejected, when you experience some sort of, of obstacle, right? And, and things don't go your way. You're going to feel frustrated. You're going to feel angry. You need to be able to recognize what you're thinking, recognize the emotion that comes from that and be able to control that. If you don't have any sort of control on your mind, you stand zero chance of being able to rewrite a narrative that's been etched into your brain because of some traumatic or some bad experience that you've had. One of the ways that's also helped me do this is through journaling, right? Just literally writing out my thoughts on a piece of paper. When you write out your thoughts, not only are you like physically creating a connection between your pen and your brain, you start to read and, and recognize what you're actually thinking. Like, holy cow, like, I'm actually really upset right now, or I'm really angry, or you know what, maybe, maybe what I'm angry about actually isn't that big of a deal at all. When you journal and you write out your thoughts, either by hand or even just even on your computer or on your tablet, you start to see what you're actually thinking and you start to consider it again because your mind has to process it multiple times. That's another path to controlling your thoughts. I think what's really cool too about journaling is that you get to look back on your experiences. And so I've kept a journal. I kept a journal starting in high school, actually. And then uh, I've kind of on and off been journaling kind of throughout my life and have recently started picking it back up over the past couple of weeks. And even over the past couple of weeks, as I've been applying to residencies and obviously with COVID and all that, like there have been some days where it's just been really frustrating. And when I go back and I look at my journal, I look specifically at the days that were just that were shitty, that were awful, right? That I know were terrible. And I love reading what I was thinking at that time. Because when I go back five days and read what I was thinking five days ago during some really bad time, I oftentimes realize that, man, I was not thinking clearly or that was not even close to true, right? And you only gain that by keeping a record of what you thought. And you start to gain a better perspective about your mind, what you think, and what you should be thinking and what you shouldn't be thinking. So owning your mind and owning your thoughts, whether it's just practicing dismissing your thoughts and, and even just understanding what you're thinking and controlling your mind, but also journaling, meditation as well, and just being okay with yourself. 
That is a very important exercise that you and I have to do every single day. Find a time to do that. I do it in the morning. For me, right after I wake up and right after I get done shaving, I grab my cup of coffee, I read the Bible a little bit, and then I'm doing a meditation where I'm just sitting and I'm thinking about myself and I'm writing out my reactions. I'm writing out how I'm feeling. What am I happy about? What am I sad about? And it makes me consider who I am, what I'm thinking, and makes sure and keeps in check the things that I need to be thinking about that are important and the things I need to be dismissing. So resilience is about controlling your mind and doing those things, doing that hard work to actually make that happen. The second thing that I don't think many people do, and and honestly, I think this is a, a huge fail when it comes to our education system, when it comes to just our mentorship in general, is that we don't put ourselves in challenging and taxing situations. We, at least here in America, we live in extremely comfortable life, right? I don't, I don't even care what, what income level you're at, right? Whether you're, you know, making 40,000 a year or a hundred thousand or $500,000 a year, we live in extremely comfortable lifestyle. We have grocery stores, we have roads, we have cars. Like even if you're not making a lot of money, you probably have an iPhone, right? I mean, all of these wonderful things that we have that I'm not knocking in any way, shape or form have made us soft, And they give us the ability to not have to push ourselves and still be able to survive. But here's the problem with that, right? When we live a cush life, when we live a life that we're not challenged at all, when we're not pushed, when we're not uh, having to exert something or go beyond what we're normally used to, we never experience the mental and physical feelings of being pushed. And so then when all of a sudden we run into an obstacle or we experience some sort of rejection, right? It's like the end of the world, right? And I think that's what happened when when COVID hit, right? You know, like when COVID hit, there were many people who who were confused. They were frustrated. They were scared. They had all sorts of emotions because they didn't know how to handle it. And why is that? Because they were living a life that honestly wasn't very challenging to them. This is the most challenging thing they've experienced probably in a very long time. And so when we're not pushed, when we don't challenge ourselves, we don't put ourselves intentionally in situations and in circumstances that make us push ourselves and test our limits, we're never going to be able to be ready for when that actually does come. And if you're somebody who wants to do something big, you better guarantee that that's going to happen. So start getting ready. Start preparing yourself. How do you do that? Physical fitness. I mean, like first and foremost is physical fitness. Start pushing yourself physically. My younger brother, David, who um, has been a co-host on and off on the podcast, he's just started a vlog called A Dose of David, where he is documenting his journey to run a 5K. Uh, and and pushing himself, right, making himself uncomfortable in front of the camera. Um, and, and you know, he's he's mentioned uh, on the podcast that he's you know sometimes struggled with body image, and he's also struggled with just trying to be able to run. And he's overcoming that, and literally putting himself in situations where he feels uncomfortable. And because of that, he is growing and thriving. I can't tell you, obviously, how proud I am, but also the growth that I've seen in him over the past couple months because he's been starting to do that. That's what happens when we push ourselves and physically pushing yourself. That's a great way to do that. Whether it's a run, uh, maybe it's, you know, a bike, it doesn't matter what physically it is, but going out and doing something that you can't really do right now, right? Training for something and putting yourself in a position that forces you to be uncomfortable physically is a great way to do that. Another way for me that I have pushed myself and made myself better is taking on new projects at work or taking on a new hobby at home. I've actually done both of those, right? The This podcast for me is pushing myself to become a better communicator and to shape the ideas of, of leadership and of personal development and, and shape them into a message that people can understand. And there's, there's also times where I sit at work and, and I just feel bored. I don't feel challenged, right? Whether it's in my Air Force Reserve job or even at dental school, I've had many instances in, in both of those where I just feel like, man, I'm not 
I'm not growing. I'm not thriving. Well, how do you grow? How do you thrive? You push yourself. You go propose a new project. You go take on something and you try to make something better. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, you don't know exactly what you need to go do. It's not going to be laid out for you. But that is where resilience is built by taking on the unknown, by by diving into situations and just struggling with it and figuring it out. That is where resilience is built. Guys, the final thing that I will tell you when it comes to resilience, you build resilience by fulfilling the promises that you make to yourself. And that goes hand in hand with self-confidence. When you follow through on something that you promise that you're going to do, you just prove to yourself that you can actually follow through with something, right? You proved to yourself the value that you have. Like, I've got the ability to do this thing that I set out to go do. And that builds self-confidence. And the more that you can do that, the more that you can put markers on the table and say, I'm going to go do this and then actually go fulfill them, that continues to write a positive narrative in your mind that says, I'm somebody who set out these particular goals and I've actually accomplished them. I've figured out how to make that happen. And if I can do those, I can go do anything else. Right For me, this was in uh, my high school basketball. So my high school was a really small Christian school. And, and you know, I think I had a graduating class like 55, right? And but we had a basketball program at our high school that was was very good. And the reason for that was because we had phenomenal coaches, like legendary coaches that should be should have been coaching at the college level. Um, but they just they were dedicated to the school and to coaching us. And Dr. John Burry and his boys Joe and Nick Burry, they they were our coaches. Remember, I remember Dr. Burry, he ran the most brutal tryouts. And they were things that we would we would practice for months in advance, right? We had the the benchmark was that we had to be able to run 10 killers uh, nonstop, right? So a killer is like running from the baseline to the free throw line, then back, then uh, half court and back, and then uh, the other free throw line and back, and then full court back. You had to be able to do that in 30 seconds. And then you had 30 seconds off and you had to go do that again. You had to do that 10 times. And if you could do that, you were probably in a good enough shape to be able to survive tryouts, and for me, like as a big guy, um, like I'm not super quick on my feet, surprise, surprise, like that, that was a test of endurance. And I dreaded going to tryouts every single year because I, yeah, I just, I was so scared. Like I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it every time I puked, like, and it was just like going into the fear of the unknown that you just, you have no idea if you're physically prepared and they are just going to completely destroy you. I used to write welcome back on my whiteboard in my room, just as like a, I don't know. There's just something I did because I was so nervous and I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to make it back. Like it was just, it was that nerve wracking for me. But I tell you what that experience did for me. That solidified something in my mind. Not only could I put a marker on the table and say, I'm going to be fit enough to be able to go pursue these tryouts and go survive. But I actually did it, right? And I actually was able to survive and make the varsity team multiple times. I could endure that difficult hardship. And so then a year later, when I faced the extremely hard obstacle, right? And the unknown of going into basic training in the US military. I was I was scared, but I also had the confidence that you know what? I was able to get through Dr. Burry's basketball tryouts and I was able to survive multiple seasons with him and and the physical torture that I went through. And if I could do that, I can do this. Now, basic training wasn't easy, right? And I prepared a lot for it. I I, I ran, I I got as as ready as I could. 
But it was that mentality that because I had done something previously, I could go do something else. That built me into a resilient person who when I faced the difficulties and the hardship and the unknown and the yelling and, and the screaming and the mental games and the physical exhaustion of basic training, I could get through it and I could get through it really well because I knew where I had been and I had fulfilled the promises I had made to myself previously. That made me a resilient person. So guys, resilience is something that is built. It's not something that's downloaded. The way we build that is we own our mind, we own our thoughts. We also put ourselves purposefully in challenging and taxing situations that are going to make us better. And ultimately, we fulfill the promises that we make to ourselves. When we intentionally go out and do those things, we become somebody who when we face a rejection, when we face an obstacle or some sort of unexpected thing that just sets us back or or stops our momentum, That's not the end of the story. And that doesn't change who we are or alter our narrative in a way that we can't ever come back from. We know how to get back because we've done it before, because we've pushed ourselves, because we can control our thoughts. Some examples for you guys as I close on on ways that you could build resilience. For me, back in February, I did a 50-mile run week. If you follow me on Instagram, I documented it. Um, So I ran 50 miles in one week. Now, I'm a little bit more of a runner than other people. Like if you've never ran before, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of miles. It was a lot of miles for me. But being a dental student, also being in the Air Force Reserve, which I had drill that week, and running 50 miles in a week, like that was a lot. But I put a marker on the table and I proved to myself that I could do it. And that changed my psyche completely when it came to training and, and completing different physical challenges throughout the rest of this year. Another thing to do from a mental standpoint, guys, is do a solo retreat. We talked about this in the Eagle's Nest uh, last week as well, but go on a retreat by yourself and just be comfortable thinking to yourself. Journal explore who you are. Make sure you're thinking right. Make sure you you do a little bit of mental hygiene to make sure that you don't have any untrue narratives rolling around in your head. You're going to be very thankful for that. And I bet you're going to find something because I sure have uh, just perceptions about myself or, or beliefs about myself or unsurety or doubt that I had to work through and I had to figure out. When you do that, man, it it helps get on get you on the right path. It gets all the just junk out of your mind. And In the end, you're going to be a more resilient person and somebody who's ready to take on those challenges and ultimately max out your potential. Guys, that's how I feel about resilience. It's something that I've done. It's something I'm continuing to do. I hope you are doing it as well. It is something that is built, and I would love to help you build that if that's something you feel like you need right now. I hope this message speaks to you in a way that makes you a better person in some way, shape, or form. That's my true goal and desire on this podcast, and I want to partner with you to help you in any way that I can. All right, guys, we'll talk to you again soon. And until next time, keep doing big things.